Hello, and welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and as usual, I am joined on the front porch by my colleague in neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hello, good neighbors. Welcome to the front porch. So, the front porch today uh, is... uh, It's a tense place today. (laughs) (laughs) Dressing the hard stuff. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and actually, I am really excited about this this conversation mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I was recently uh, having a conversation with a podcast listener. Right, and we're not going to name names today, no, though. No names, no names. <laughs> yeah. and the person was raising some really great questions uh-huh. about challenges that they have in neighboring. Right, and like, well, what do I do if this happens? And what about when that happens? Yeah, and these are people who are actively trying to be good neighbors mm-hmm. and then run into roadblocks or actual conflict with their neighbor. Yes, and yes. Then, and then what do they do? That's right, right. that's right. So today uh, <clears throat> we're going to try to talk a little bit about that and uh, see where it leads. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to talk at first a little bit about some generic ways that you want to think about it and frame it. And then we're going to have a little Dear Abby session <laughs> yes. um, and pretend like we have some type of, in, you know, expert advice to give to these people. Yes. And we'll try to troubleshoot real situations that we know people have run into. Yes. So. Yeah. So grab something to drink, grab a chair to sit on and join us on the front porch for a conversation about challenges in neighboring. So to start, we want to go back to the ingredients of neighboring, Mm -hmm. which are abundance, relationship, and joy. We've done a lot of talking about those in several episodes. They even have their own dedicated episodes that people can go and and listen to. That's right, back in season one. And the thing about those three ingredients is that they are behaviors, but they are even more so like an understanding of like how you position yourself in the midst of a conflict. So mm-hmm. can you still have abundant relationship and joy when you're in a conflict with a neighbor or a neighbor is doing something that really, you know, is a like boundary violation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the first step is to assume the best in your neighbor. That's what we think of when we think of abundance, okay. know that relationship doesn't always mean you're going to be best friends. But can you have conflict without breaking the relationship totally? Mm-hmm. And does the conflict create more joy? And is the conflict stealing the joy from you? Because then that's probably an indicator you need to set a boundary if if that's happening. Mm-hmm. So those three things are important. We want to have those in like your mind as we go through these mm-hmm. as kind of like a little litmus test of am I approaching this conflict from a good inner space? Yeah. So we're going to talk about some specific examples and try to like flesh all this out. But we're not presuming that like, oh, yeah, we can answer every single problem. We're going to solve every single problem. with these. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever want to come off as like we have 
found the secret sauce that saves the world. Mm-hmm. Even though I know I'm thinking of a specific podcast episode where I think I said that. You literally said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said it too. <laughs> but it is like I am passionate about neighboring. I do think it will help communities in big cultural defining ways. Mm-hmm. And we know that there is with everything limitations. That's and right. So, That's right. I think the other thing that I would say as we start to dig into these is to know always with with neighboring, we understand that we reach points where we just opt out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to push this situation any further. I'm just going to pull back. Right. What I have found is that when these situations come up where it's tense or difficult and there's conflict, if I lean into that and work through it, it really helps me to grow as a person. Yeah. And I also know that sometimes I'm just not up for that. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> and I'm like, today I'm not going to be the great neighbor. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to stay inside and yeah. not deal with this thing. And so for the, our listeners, I want you to know, like, we're not saying this like, yeah, we always face it head on. And we always <laughs> do the right thing. Uh, we don't. And we don't expect you to do that either, because this is an everyday thing that you may be dealing with. Right. So. I mean, if it's your actual neighbor, it means it's probably a part of your everyday life. Right. It's really that's, there. That's tough. And like you'll hear in the things that we're going to talk about varying degrees of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And so we'll we'll kind of speak to those you know, some of them are just not as difficult as the other ones. So like I'm thinking of, you know, real life situations of this is not on our block, but a neighbor who is gay and he has a neighbor who thinks that's wrong and like, Mm -hmm. you know, uses slurs against him. Yes. That's a big problem. That's big. Versus a neighbor who's like, I wish you took your trash can back. On the after the trash <laughs> right. guy came, yes, you know that's not the same conflict. Mm-hmm. So you gotta bite off what you can chew on that particular day. Yes. Yeah. The question that prompted this whole episode, actually, was the conversation that I had, and the person said they used to be really great friends Mm -hmm. with their neighbors and situation life has changed and they're kind of wondering like when you have those kind of life circumstance changes how do you back down yeah and so like what's what do we think you know so okay so i got some follow-up questions and maybe you know the answers to or maybe you don't yeah because i think it changes the conflict a little bit yeah are both parties equally backing away no. Yeah, that's, that's, what I <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, if it's just like I feel guilty because we don't hang out as much, mm-hmm. then it's like just relieve yourself of that guilt. It's okay. You know, life changes and relationships change and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. harder when it's like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore, but you still keep calling me to hang out all the time. <laughs> right. Right. That's awkward. That's awkward. That's awkward. That's, and the word awkward is going to come up that a is. few times. Awkward is the name of the game when it comes to conflict and boundaries and all that kind of stuff. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, okay. So that's a good clarifying question. I've yeah. got a neighbor, mm-hmm. still wants to hang out. Life has changed a bit and we don't really want to hang out. 
Uh, so let's go back to abundance relationship joy. Right. Okay. So assume the best. Assume the best in them. That they still want to hang out with you. Yeah. I They're mean, extending invitation because they care about you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Now the key one here, I think, is relationship. Mm-hmm. Because when we talk about relationship, we introduce it by saying with neighboring, we move mm-hmm. from right. stranger to acquaintance and from acquaintance to relationship. Yeah. Notice that we don't use the word <laughs> friend in there, which is intentional. I know. Um, yeah. Because that's not always going to be the case and it's not always going to stay the case right so we get it that sometimes a relationship will be a friendship sometimes it won't right and what we're realizing is there may be cases where we were friends for a while yeah and now we're not and, and i think this example is a good one because the families in this both had kids the same age and that really bonded them together right and now the kids have grown mm-hmm. and it's like that relationship kind of is resetting in a, in a way yes and like there's kids are just one example of why that might happen yes there's all sorts of reasons why that happens and that's natural and it's okay mm-hmm. so trying to negotiate what level of relationship they're going to have is what's happening here yes and it's okay to, to push that mm-hmm. and then the last one is joy which would be it seems like for the person who raised this question mm-hmm that this relationship is no longer helping them feel joyful and it's causing worry and strife mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and some, a little bit of anguish, maybe even mm-hmm. about how to handle it. Yes. So that that's an indicator then of, okay, I need to do something. Right, right. So if you're feeling that and the joy is, is being stolen, yeah, then what we're going to advocate is that that may be a place to name a boundary. Yeah, so, right. So if I'm feeling this like, this is being this is draining for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to, I may have to name a boundary in this relationship or with right. this person. And this and then so now we gotta factor in how much are you willing to do? Right. That's right. <laughs> like there... it could just be that the boundary is an internal boundary that you set and that you're not actually going over there and being like, um, excuse me, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so. only going to talk to you two times a week now. <laughs> right. So if if you come up to me the third time, I'm walking away. <laughs> That's right. Here's a, I'm going to put this chalkboard outside my house. And I'm going to keep a tally. That'd be good. So that you know. Right. Yeah. That's Real right. visual way of showing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it may just be an internal boundary of like, I'm going to create more space for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to respond to them every time that they reach out to me. That's right. That's and that's right. okay. Yes. Yeah. And I think this particular situation also speaks to the the longevity yeah. of a neighborhood, right? So uh, they've lived on their block for 15 years. They, they've, been, right. they've had these neighbors for 15 years. Yeah. A lot of life changes in the course of 15 a, years. Yeah. Uh, so give yourself permission to let the relationship change that is and that, one thing that change will take time like it may take this person a month or more of mm-hmm. of you know resetting how often we interact with each other before that kind of new equilibrium is reached yes. so yeah and then you know when your neighbor does invite you over you know, make sure you just have a good list of excuses that you can <laughs> No, not, but genuinely, like, one of the things, so I I get to train on conflict often. Mm-hmm. And so we use a tool called the compassionate mindset, which is about approaching conflict in a kind of formulaic way of, like, first start with your own emotion 
and then name a plan and then set the boundary. Because if you start with the boundary, people get defensive. So yeah. like in this situation, if Matt invites me over to his house for the third time this week and I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that, right? <laughs> then I can say, I'm feeling kind of tired. I'm naming my emotion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my schedule is pretty busy for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So then I'm kind of naming that, just like giving information mm-hmm. and then naming a boundary. Like, you know, in two weeks, reach back out to me and we'll, we'll find a time to hang out. Okay. Yeah. If you, st- if they, if Matt invites me to his house and I start with come back in two weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then they'll be like, what? Why? That's so mean. Yeah. But if you start with, Hey, I'm just like, I'm tired. I need, I really want to spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, that sets it up for a different dialogue. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So that we makes... thoroughly solved that problem. Oh, completely. I mean, we need the sound of like a check in the oh, background. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, Done. yeah. Christopher, add that for us if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> also, I mean that ironically. I am joking. I, <laughs> I, I mean, the sound I mean, effect is fine, but uh, the actual that we solved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but, all um, we're really doing in this episode is saying life is awkward. Lean into it. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's the it's, best it's, answer. It's messy. It's messy, and that's all we can really say about it. That's right. Let's let's do one. Well, I, I suggest do we do one a little easier. Easier one. Yeah. Okay. Here's an. Uh, well, I think an easier one. Maybe. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lent my neighbor a tool, mm. and they never returned it. Yeah. And now I feel awkward asking for it back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ironically, I feel like maybe I sh- <laughs> I should be the one reading this and not you, but I don't know if we want to air grievances on this on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've loaned uh, a few tools to Adam over yes, the years. True. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. He he does return the tools. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, so let's okay. abundance relationship joy. Yeah. Okay. Right? Talk us through it. So my neighbor has a tool and they haven't returned it, and I feel awkward asking for it back. Right. So. So the difference here, and this is a good one that I think abundance really is highlighted. Yes. Because in scarcity, it's like, they stole my tool. <laughs> right. I can't believe them. <laughs> I mean, that's what, I mean, I know stories of people doing that. Yes, yes. And I'm always like, you think that's what happened? You think that your per- that person, like, maliciously was like, I'm going to borrow this tool from him. <laughs> and then I won't return it and he'll forget and it'll be mine. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think where my mind would go with it is more to like, oh, they don't respect me. Oh, right. Okay. It's not that they're stealing. It's more like you don't respect me and my property enough to like get it right. back to me in a yeah. timely fashion. Yeah. And FYI, you're weakening the social fabric of my neighborhood. <laughs> so shame on you. Give me the tool oh, back. Yeah. Go straight to that existential point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Yeah. So if you replace that with abundance, right, and you Mm -hmm. assume the best in them, then you assume they probably just forgot. Yes. Or even that, like, this is really what happens to me. I put it like right by the door so I'm I can remember to bring it to the person to return it. Yeah. And then it sits by the door for like a month. Yes. 
Yes. And, and, <laughs> and I only notice it at the absolute worst times. Uh-huh. Like, I'm leaving and I'm late for an appointment. Yeah. I'm like, should I grab that tool and take it back? Like, no, I don't have time. Don't okay, have I'll time. do it later. Yeah, and then later, later never comes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So assume, assuming the best in people on that is a, is a good thing. Okay. Um, so then the relationship piece of this is that most likely your relationship is going to get better if you name this. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't, maybe not always. I'm not going to go that it's far. It's not a guarantee. Not but... a guarantee. Mm-hmm. But most likely, it will only relieve any awkward tension, mm-hmm. you know, Yes. rather than create more. And and then there's looking for joy in the midst of this or absence yeah. of joy, right? So like, if I'm not dealing with it and I'm not asking for the tool back, probably not yeah. experiencing joy. Probably building resentment. Yeah. And, you know, a whole narrative in your head about this person. <laughs> yeah. Their basement full of borrowed tools. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other part about joy is to, I think, whenever it's awkward, maybe this isn't true for everybody. I, this is very unique. I may be, I can't tell if this is a part of just my personality or if this is true mm. for everybody, mm-hmm. to approach it lightheartedly. Yeah, and just, yeah, you know, when you show up to not have a sour face on, but if you just even could smile yes. and be like, hey, I need, you know, I was looking to get my tool back. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's how I do that. So if you use that same formula as before, where you start with your own emotion, you could even name the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm feel- this is a little awkward. I know I'm getting ready to start this project at my house and I really need to get my tool back. Right. Yes. So yeah. then you're. Naming the awkwardness is always helpful. We have, I think, did we talk about that in a blog post or maybe it was even a podcast about learning names? Yeah, I think we both. I think we, yeah. we even in a podcast talked about. Yeah. You know, People appreciate when you name the awkwardness in the room. They do. Yeah. Because yeah. there is also that possibility that your neighbor's like, oh man, I've had that drill of his for a year. Right. And if I take it back now. Oh, man. I feel like such a heel. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe he just forgot about it. Right, right. <laughs> like, could just gonna, move on. Like, do I buy him a new drill for Christmas, maybe? <laughs> and just like, hey, look what Santa brought you. Like, it's just, yeah, what do you do? So, yeah. Maybe naming it just helps everybody. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. <laughs> And so with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. But hey, don't worry. We'll be back in our next episode to dig in a little deeper to the challenges of neighboring and how we can face those challenges with abundance, relationship, and joy. Now, in that episode, we're going to look at how to talk to our neighbors about the probably the most taboo topic. Ooh. Politics. Oh, I thought you were going to say your front yard or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which what could be more taboo than that even yeah sex yeah that's i was gonna say religion yeah and then sex we're not gonna talk about this <laughs> that's a different podcast don't have that in us that's right yeah yeah so uh but it's a super helpful topic uh, yeah. in the world that we live in so as we wrap up today thank you for listening Uh, To learn more about our work or to support this podcast, please visit www.neighboringmovement.org. The band you're hearing, by the way, is The Full Brutal Bear. It's Matt and I plus the better part of (laughs) Brutal Bear. That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's right. And the editing for this episode was done by our amazing Vista, Christopher Swanson. Way to go, man. Always, always a pleasure to have you edit these episodes, Christopher. <laughs> I'm sure it's not a pleasure for him. That's not my. That's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> that's right. It's our pleasure. <laughs> our pleasure to have you do all that work. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening, and happy neighboring. Happy neighboring, everyone. Ha ha ha